There's never been a more important time to ensure your immune system is operating at its peak. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with a new natural solution from Future Farm Botanicals created exclusively to help promote a better immune response. Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea. Future Farm's Elderberry with Zinc and Echinacea is the first to combine these three powerful ingredients together. Elderberry is packed with antioxidants, vitamins, and may boost your immune system. Echinacea has been shown to activate chemicals in the body that decrease inflammation, and zinc activates T lymphocytes. Low zinc has been associated with increased susceptibility. For more information and order, call 888-841-7216. That's 888-841-7216, or go to myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. That's future, P-H-A-R-M, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Elderberry with zinc and echinacea is all natural, science-based, and works without adverse side effects. myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman, myfuturefarm.com slash Hoffman. Welcome to Intelligent Medicine. I'm your host, Layla Mutin. I work with Dr. Ronald Hoffman. I'm a registered dietitian nutritionist here in New York. I'm available via telephone, in person, telehealth. Just call the office and speak to Liz. She can set you up. 212-779-1744. 212-779-1744. Thank you for your emails, your questions, topics of interest that you like to listen to me weigh in on. That email is radioprogram at AOL.com. That's radioprogram at AOL.com. I want to talk to you uh, about just something. I, I wrote an article in the newsletter, and it's just practical things, practical tips for cooking, for being more time efficient and all of that. And I, and I really thought that it merited more elaboration here. On, on this podcast. And if you subscribe to the Intelligent Medicine newsletter, you've probably uh, read it by now. It's uh, how to cook when you don't have time to cook or you just don't want to cook. Hey, that's okay. You don't always have to want to cook, especially if you're tired at the end of your busy day. And oh my, I haven't gotten the groceries. So it's kind of easy to call takeout and Grubhub and all that kind of stuff and then, you know, eat that meal and lay on the couch and suffer from a takeout coma or carbicide. <laughs> so rather than falling back onto fast food or more takeout than you want, and certainly, you know, Maybe you just don't want to cook every night. You don't have time, right? Like a frequent question I get from my patients is, I don't have time to cook every day. And you know, many people, they don't even cook at all, right? So here's some basic things that I put together. How can I possibly implement my prescribed diet if I don't have time to cook every day? You don't have to. And I will tell you about myself. Yeah, I'd love to have the time to cook dinner every night. Many nights I do, but there are many nights I simply don't want to, or I'm doing something else, or have something better to do. Batch cooking. Batch cooking. And hey, it's not just about dinner, cooking dinner every night. 
You know, I don't want to prepare eggs every morning. I don't want to prepare whatever it is I'm going to have for breakfast every morning. You know, I'd rather just take it out of the fridge, have it on hand, warm it up, something like that. So a good rule is, by the way, let's start with the grocery shopping. First of all, plan the meals that you want to have, right? But I'm talking about specific cooking methods for all of your meals and doing batch cooking or sheet tray cooking, right? What you do is you take out one of the, your big baking sheets, you know, your cookie sheet, your sheet tray, that kind of a thing. And you want to cut up a bunch of roast vegetables. And here's some roast, here's some vegetables to use. By the way, roasted vegetables are delicious. They lend a natural sweetness. For those of you who are fighting with a sweet tooth, you know, when you roast carrots, it kind of tastes like sweet potato pie to me. It does. It's sweet. Golly, have you ever roasted garlic? You could use that as a kind of a condiment on your chicken, your steak, your fish. It's amazing. But roasting vegetables brings out their natural sweetness. And it's just absolutely delicious. And you don't have to work so hard. To, and you make a lot of it when you're using a sheet tray. That's another thing. You're not just making enough for you to eat that evening for you and your family. You're making a lot of it so that you've got leftovers for the next two, two and a half, three days. And that's the point. So pick your favorite vegetables to roast in the oven. You want to chop them up into similar size pieces so they cook evenly, right? You want to chop that carrot about the same size as you chop that zucchini about the same size as you chop those peppers and, you know, your Brussels sprouts, your cauliflower, your squash, your acorn or butternut squashes, your sweet potatoes, all of these, right? So once you've chopped them up into similar sizes, they don't have to be exact. I don't want you to have to overthink it. Similar sizes, that's plenty. You toss them all together in a big bowl with salt, pepper, olive oil, you can use thyme and rosemary to some of those vegetables that go well with thyme and rosemary, right? Or other seasonings that you might prefer with your vegetables. Prepare them the way you want. Use the seasonings that you want. But these are the typical ones. Your salt, pepper, your rosemary, maybe some thyme, and some olive oil, right? Just for coating. Just for coating. Toss it all around, right? And then... A good way to save, save on cleanup, I hate having to wash and scrub big pans and all of that kind of thing. I love parchment paper. So line that baking sheet with parchment paper for easier cleanup. And once you've tossed all the vegetables around in your olive oil and seasonings, you can place the vegetables in a single layer. Hey, if you don't want to use olive oil, you can use avocado oil. You can use coconut oil. You could skip the oil altogether. It may lend for a little drier, crunchier veggie, but you could maybe toss them towards the end with some olive oil. But, you know, I find that this method kind of works best to have some of the olive oil in there. So line that baking sheet with parchment paper for easier cleanup. And then when you, when you toss all the vegetables on, so that baking sheet, make sure they're in a single layer, that they're not all on top of each other for the most part. And it's perfectly fine 
If it's messy, it doesn't really matter. You want to preheat your oven to about 400 degrees. So preheat that oven and then put your baking sheet into the oven and somewhere between 25 to 40 minutes, your mileage may vary with your oven temperature and your cooking time, right? There are differences in ovens and things like that. And certainly if you have a convection oven, your cooking time will be shorter. I, I dream about a convection oven. I will have one one day. Anyway, so <clears throat> into the oven at 400 degrees and any time between 25 to 40 minutes, you've got a huge tray of delicious roasted vegetables. And listen, do you have a big family? Do you need to make more than one tray? That's fine, make two. You've got racks in your oven. They don't all have to go in the top rack or a middle rack. You could do a top and a middle rack. Sheet tray of roasted vegetables, it's perfectly fine. Maybe halfway between cooking, you might wanna switch places with the lower rack and the upper rack. It doesn't really matter. You likely don't need to go that far. Again, I don't need you to overthink it. This is a really simple way to make a huge batch of roasted vegetables and roasted vegetables that you will love to eat because they, they lend a natural sweetness when they're prepared this way, right? You've easily got dinner that night. You've got dinner the next couple of nights of roasted vegetables. Maybe you want to have some of those for lunch or something like that. You've easily got about three days of side dishes to eat with your main course. Now let's talk about salads. Salads are easy. Go get your organic triple washed arugula or your organic triple washed power greens or baby spinach or mescaline mix or anything like that. You dump them into a big bowl or a storage container, right? Chop up some cucumbers. I love Kirby's or those Persian cucumbers. Scrub everything really well, organic or not, scrub everything really well. Chop cucumbers, chop radishes, celery, chop some carrots, chop a purple onion, a red onion, you know what I mean, that's great for a salad, but any onion will do, right? But the purple onion is especially nice, or red onion is really what it's called. Chop some parsley and dill. I use herbs in all my salads. I truly believe that herbs are underrated as a salad green. I love seeing bits of parsley and dill in my arugula and my romaine and my baby kale and my spinach and all of that. It lends a beautiful, beautiful flavor. So I always have uh, herbs on hand, especially dill and parsley. I'll throw in cilantro, especially if I'm doing greens like watercress, I'll do cilantro. I'll, do, I'll chop some avocado. Maybe you want to chop that avocado for when you're making the salad you're going to eat now, not the one that you're preparing in advance. Because as much lemon or lime juice that you're going to use for that avocado to keep from turning brown, it still may turn a little brown over the course of a couple of days. So don't dress these salads. Remember, you're making a big salad in advance. Don't dress the salad. Keep it in the fridge but you only take out the portion that you'll be having with your meal and then you dress it then. Dress it then. Whether it's a dinner salad, 
a lunch salad that maybe you're taking to work, you dress it then. I often love to use, of course, a good quality olive oil, the usual salt and pepper. <clears throat> I love to use even grate a little garlic on it, grate a little fresh garlic, or chop, chop some shallot, mix that with some vinegar, red wine vinegar, with a splash maybe of balsamic, not all balsamic, but mostly red wine vinegar or, or a white vinegar. With a splash of balsamic, you could use apple cider vinegar. I love using fresh lime juice, even more than using fresh lemon juice, believe it or not. I found that out by accident when I ran out of lemon, but lo and behold, there was a lime in my produce drawer. I said, here we go. I made a salad and I never went back. Lime juice wins over lemon juice in a salad for me. I still love lemon juice. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, lime juice really takes it, especially with some watercress, avocado, cilantro, or any of these salads that I'm talking to you about, your cucumbers, your radishes, your celery, your carrots, your parsley, your dill, right? You've easily got a few days of salad, a big tray, if you will, a big bowl of salad in your fridge, your your uh, your Tupperware container, whatever it may be, your food storage container that you're going to have your salad in. And now let's talk about the main courses. Do you want roast beef? Do you want chicken? The answer is yes. Yeah, you want both. You can cook both at the same time. You can put them alongside each other. I'm talking about a three and a half pound bird, not a seven pound bird, a three and a half pound chicken, maybe a three to five pound roast beef. You, they could sit side by side in your oven, in your roasting pans, or they can go one above the other. If your oven isn't big enough, you, you, you'll cook them one after the other. You could do the chicken first, take that out and put the roast beef right in. Keep the oven on. It's perfectly fine. You can do that. So when you cook a couple of things, you have variety. It's not, oh, chicken again. We just had, this is the third day in a row we're having chicken. Yeah, but you're not having it at every meal. You're not having it for lunch and dinner. You get to, to swap it out with another protein you're cooking. The same goes for a, a lamb roast, a pork loin. You could do all these things. You can cook several things together in your oven. So you could have protein for the next three, three and a half days. You basically season them up with salt and pepper, your favorite spices, however you like to season your roast anything, that's what you should do. Or go look for recipes online. I'm keeping it simple for time efficiency. Maybe you don't have time to go look for recipes online. That's why you're listening to this podcast. I don't know. Maybe you're listening to this podcast while you're on the treadmill. Anyway, I'm happy you're listening. A perfectly roasted three and a half to four pound chicken takes about an hour to an hour, 15 hour, 20 minutes in a preheated 400 degree oven. Your oven temperature and time will vary. Your mileage will vary. Always check for doneness. Always check for that. You want to be safe. And a similar time and temperature for roast beef of similar weight, right? You can apply the same cooking method to a lamb roast, to a pork loin, things like that. Cook everything to the required doneness for food safety and prepare your roast beef 
to the doneness that you like. Maybe you like it medium rare. Maybe you like it medium well. Chicken has to be cooked through. Pork has to be cooked through. Your lamb can be cooked to, cooked to medium, medium rare. I like my lamb more on the medium well side. It's fine. It's however you like it. So ideally what we're talking about is anything you're cooking, you simply want to make more of it so you have plenty of leftovers. You can do the same sheet tray cooking if, say you don't like white meat on the chicken or say you don't like dark meat. You could have six or eight chicken breasts on your sheet tray lined with parchment paper. Cook chicken breasts so you have enough for the next few days. Do the same with some other thing that, that you like, some other protein that you might enjoy. The, the same thing, maybe you like chicken legs. You like only the dark meat. You'll have a bunch of legs on a sheet tray. You'll have eight, maybe you'll have ten of them on your sheet tray that you're going to cook up and eat over the next three, three and a half days or so. Like that. You really don't want to go past four days on your leftovers. As a rule, if you've made more than you know that you will consume in four days, put the rest in the freezer. You could take it out in a couple of weeks' time and have it again. You know? So you want to make more and have plenty of leftovers. You can cook flounder, salmon. You could have cod fillets all done on your sheet tray so you have leftovers, right? You don't necessarily want to have four days worth of leftover fish. Four days is stretching it for, for seafood because it will start to get fishy, if I may say. So cooking fish, make sure you're going to eat it within two days or so. You know, two days tops three days. I really wouldn't go longer than that. Uh, it will tend to go, it will tend to turn sooner. And hey, you've made that roast chicken, right? So maybe now you're on day three or two and you're done with that chicken. Day two, you're done with that chicken. Take that leftover carcass and any meat that's left on it, put it into a big pot with water enough to cover it, Chop up some celery and carrot, maybe some onion, some salt and pepper and other seasonings. Simmer this for an hour or two. You have soup. You've at least got broth. And that nice broth, that nice stock you just made, you can cook your vegetables in. You can use as a base for your soups and gravies. You can cook your rice in or your quinoa if you like doing that. It's great to cook it in stock. You make a big pot of soup. You could also make a big pot of stew. Make huge vats of stuff so you have enough for three, about three days. So what about breakfast? You can always have hard-boiled eggs at the ready in the refrigerator, or you can make a frittata or a crustless quiche ahead of time so you have it in the, the next morning. Maybe you're going to cook, you know, some sausage to have with that. And why not eat the leftovers of your lunch and your dinner for breakfast? There are plenty of people I know now, patients of mine, who are having salad at breakfast with some protein. There is nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. And it's another opportunity to eat more vegetables. What could be wrong with that? So plan to cook a large amount of food that will last you, on average, about three days. And that way you're cooking twice maybe three times a week, but always plan ahead with your shopping list and don't go shopping without your list. So you're going to pick all your favorite vegetables that you're going to want to roast. 
You're going to pick, choose all of your favorite protein sources that you could easily make in the oven and make sure that you'll have all of your ingredients on hand. This is how to do stuff. And I know that when I have a busy several weeks coming up, this is the way I like to cook. It's easy and there's always something in the fridge. Another thing I like to have on hand, I always like to have a crudite platter, a small one, in my refrigerator. I will have there chopped celery, carrots, maybe some chopped radishes. Oh, I love scallion, green onion with a tiny bit of salt, eating that raw. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not going anywhere when I'm doing that because I'll have onion breath, but it is delicious. I love to chomp on raw vegetables. Everybody is wanting some crunch. What a great way to get your crunch with your carrots, with your celery, right? With your radishes, you get some nice spiciness too. With your onions, all of that. You can even, you can even dip that crudite in a little guacamole. You don't have guacamole on hand, it's easy enough to make. You know, take your avocado, uh, slice it up, put it in a bowl, mash it with your fork, add some lime juice, a little salt, maybe a little cilantro, or if you don't like cilantro, add parsley, maybe a little chopped tomato or red onion. You've got, you've got guacamole. I like the guacamole simply with a little lime juice, a little salt, and a little cilantro, and I'm good to go. And gee, I could eat that with a spoon. So when you do this, you will always have plenty of time. Or for many of you complaining, yeah, I don't have enough leftovers from dinner for lunch. Maybe that's your thing. You want, a, you want a better lunch, a healthier lunch. You don't want to rely on the fast food or the other food in your area where you're not sure of the ingredients. You simply have to make more dinner so you have enough leftovers for lunch. That's what you have to do. What if you're eating out for dinner? Make sure to have enough leftovers from that dinner to take home. Order a second entree if you have to. I doubt you'll have to. Restaurant portions are huge. So this is all advice from me to you on how to cook more fresh, efficiently without so much fuss and muss and, and all of that kind of thing. We would all love to have time, but this is easy and the food is absolutely scrumptious. I promise you. I want to thank you for joining me on another edition of Layla Ways In here on Intelligent Medicine. Does fatigue sometimes hold you back from doing the things you want to do? Studies show that your cellular health may start to decline as early as 25 years of age, increasing your fatigue. This is Dr. Ronald Hoffman with the only nutritional formula clinically proven to repair damaged cells and improve your body's natural energy production. It's NT Factor from Nutritional Therapeutics. NT Factor reduces fatigue by almost half, and it also reduces some of the side effects of aging. NT Factor is available in a variety of formulations tailored to your specific needs. I've been using NT Factor for years and prescribe it for my patients. With a 45-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. Plus, during the entire month of December, you can enjoy 20% off the entire line of NT Factor products. To order, call 800-982-9158, 800-982-9158, or go to ntfactor.com. That's ntfactor.com for 20% off site-wide during the entire month of December. This is Layla Mutin, RD. I see patients regularly along with Dr. Hoffman. 
If you require a nutrition consult with me but live out of town, there's no need to travel to New York City. I have telephone consultations with clients from all over the country. Please visit drhoffman.com for more information. And to set up an appointment, call 212-779-1744. That's 212-779-1744. I look forward to being a collaborator in your health care.